In this episode, I am going to share my own example of self-regulation utilizing some of the anchors from my course and some polylegal concepts and kind of tying everything together. My name is Justin Sinceri. I am a licensed marriage and family therapist who is obsessed with the polylegal theory. Welcome to Stuck Not Broken. So this originally appeared in the January 2021 edition of Stuck Not Broken Quarterly which is a free ebook that I send to I send out to my patrons and my email list subscribers for free. If you're a patron, it's, well, to be a patron, it's five bucks a month and you get the quarterly as part of that. Um, but you can also get the quarterly just by signing up for my email list on justinlmft.com. So sign up for the email list or become a patron and you'll get this free ebook. I read it on my Apple, what's it called? Apple Books, something like that. Just on my phone, and it's an ebook, so you can easily change the font or the size. It's really cool. It's very practical, and it's just this little mini book. And it has a few articles, a couple of new ones, a couple of my you know favorite ones from the blog every quarter. And this was one of the new ones that came out in January of 2021. It's called My Self Regulation Through Anchoring Example. I'm not very good at titles. It's very direct and very on the nose. <laughs> so my self-regulation through anchoring example. I'm just going to read this to you. See how it goes, okay? Part one is a week of sympathetic activity. The week had started off on a high. I was very much uh, ventral, vaguely activated after my Thursday afternoon coaching session ended. That lasted for a couple of days with me being able to meet some new challenges that had been talked about and planned out during that session. But after those couple of days, the vigil break began to come off and my sympathetic energy took over. Once again, the vigil break is the influence of our social engagement system on our heart. As long as it's active, the social engagement system, it acts as a break. It keeps the heartbeat at a calmer pace. Without the social engagement system active, the heartbeat goes way up and activates the sympathetic flight by energy. But getting back to the, uh, to the story here. So after those couple of days, the vigil break began to come off and my sympathetic energy took over. I just didn't realize it until the day before my next Thursday afternoon coaching session. My wife had noticed it, asking if I was okay and pointing out that I seemed irritated for a few days. I attribute it to being stuck at home and not being able to leave the house to go to work due to COVID, which I think definitely contributed to my sympathetic activity. But I was also on this motivation high. Those first couple of days, I was sympathetically charged along with the ventral vagal activation. That resulted in this playful, motivated state. And as we know, one of the mixed states of the polyvagal theory is mixing the top of the ladder, ventral vagal, safe and social state with the sympathetic flight fight state. When you mix those, it's called play. So for those first couple of days, I was in the very sympathetically charged play uh, mixed state. But when the vagal break began to turn off, so again, the safety system turning off, I was left with just the sympathetic energy of the flight fight uh, defensive energy. It didn't result in me actually like running away or fighting, but it definitely left me with some feelings of pressure and panickiness and irritability. I was still functioning just fine in my life domains, but the defensive feelings were there and were guiding my decisions and interactions. Instead of acting from a motivated and joyful place, it turned into a frenzy of creation. You see, the Justin LMFT stuff, like the, this podcast and the Instagram and the Patreon and the blog, 
the Justin LMFT stuff is in part my way of expanding my nervous system capacity. The Justin LMFT content is my growth, but it's also my challenge. It's my path of change with some obstacles along the way or many obstacles along the way. So I went into a frenzy of content creation guided by this intense pressure and frantic energy and, and wow, did I create and create and create. At first it was combined with joy and love for my audience, but then it just sort of morphed into something else. And that lasted for about four days of a buzzing frenetic energy. The weekly Thursday coaching session rolled around and I was still in a pretty high charge. That day I'd attempted to do some journaling but struggled. I was still very much in a sympathetic state. And it turned out to be more of a fight sympathetic state. I was probably more confrontational and resistant during this coaching session than I had ever been before. I argued with her about what she was telling me and why she was wrong. I basically drew a line in the sand, fueled by irritability. The more conscious part of me was watching this from above, knowing she was trustworthy and probably had some wisdom that I could benefit from, but the sympathetic energy had to run its course and was not slowing down. Luckily, she is incredible at what she does and was able to not only match my sympathetic energy, but maintain her own bagel break and smile at me as I was irate. <laughs> She's got this smirk that she does that I just sort of shake my head at knowing that it's from compassion, but there's also an I told you so sort of air about it. Or at least that's the story I have about it in my own head, which could very well simply be a reflection of that state that I was in. Through her patience and her compassion and her ability to contain my state, I eventually started to ease up and become much more humble. By the end of the session, we were smiling together, laughing about the session and about me in a fun way. Her co-regulation and our solid rapport was keeping me in a safe state. After that, I crashed. It wasn't all at once. I left that session and played video games with my kids. We had some time as a family together. We had dinner, we did bath time, brushed our teeth, and got my five-year-old son to bed on time. After he was in bed, I laid on my own bed and didn't move for about ten minutes. I talked a little with my wife. She was asking me if I was okay. I told her I just needed to crash and be still for a while. I ended up having to get up for a chore. I think it was uh, turning off the sprinklers for the next day, maybe. When I came back, I needed to put some lotion on the back of my knee. It had been really, really itchy that afternoon, and I left it uh, pretty raw, pretty pink from all the scratching. I put some lotion on it and felt a sting, which was different. We all have fairly sensitive skin in this family, so it didn't seem odd at first, but the sting didn't stop. It dawned on me that maybe what I put on my leg wasn't lotion, but soap from another white pump bottle from the bathroom. And I was right. It was soap, and it stung pretty damn bad. So instead of the original plan of laying down and checking out, I took a shower to relieve the sting, and also get the damn soap off my leg. <laughs> I had some negative thoughts in my head beating myself up cognitively. One of the negative thoughts is how I should know better than this. That I have a course. <laughs> I have a course in being grounded in the present moment. I should be able to feel better. I wasn't doing good enough. My sympathetic thinking might sound similar to yours. Lots of shoulds and negative evaluations. In the showers when my thinking started to change, I, I think the warm water helped me to 
start the process of ladder climbing. So instead of mentally berating myself for not using my course, I began to remind myself that I have a course. <laughs> my thoughts had some sympathetic energy to it, but, but also some safety. And I began to see a light that I could follow. So I used the sensory safety anchor from chapter four, specifically the sense of touch, the warm water on my skin and, and how that felt. Really feeling into it and experiencing the reassuring warmth. Then I used another of the sensory safety anchors, which was my sense of smell. My beard shampoo slash conditioner that I have is Marajuka oil and shea butter. And I don't know either. I don't know what those are, but they smell good. So I inhaled it with my eyes closed in a deep breath and let it out slowly. Soon I felt more ventral activation. I could tell because my breathing was becoming easier and lighter. Along with that ventral activation, I could feel the sympathetic energy return from my crash. But this time, it wasn't a frantic or irritable sympathetic charge. It was more of a playful energy. I smiled in the shower and, and just shook my head, feeling into the returning energy and feeling kind of silly for my confrontational behavior in the coaching session. Then I noticed an image pop into my head, something that came from a coaching session, actually. And that's of me being stuck in a transparent tube. But the follow-up image is me using my arms to push up and open a window in the tube. Being stuck in the tube is a good analogy for pent-up energy, but also being closed off. Pushing the window open is a good analogy for using my arms to channel some sympathetic fight energy out and then relax my muscles. The window represents and feels like openness, opportunity, and freedom. I used the image and then used a body movement to further allow some energy to return and discharge. I cover uh, memory anchors in chapter 7. The, the tube's not a memory, it's an imaginative image, so it serves the same purpose and uses the same basic functioning. As I imagined the tube in my mind, I used my arms to act out the motion of opening the window. I felt the sensation of being more open as my upper body stretched out and a larger breath came in. I smiled as I did so. This was an indication that more safety was coming online. Body anchors are covered in chapter 3. I got dressed in clothes that I feel good in. A black t-shirt with these tiny uh, white dots on it. And my gray super soft sweats that hug my legs right above the ankles. The ankle hug and the softness are great sensory anchors for me. Again, something from chapter 4. My next step was to go to my office and do a bit of meditation and journaling. I had about an hour before my online therapy session was going to begin. I wanted to be in my most ventral state as possible. I felt a bit of pressure and some time crunch, but ultimately had confidence that I would be where I need to be when I needed to be there. In chapter two, I cover environmental safety anchors. Being in my office was a great use of my own. I've designed the office to be as ventrally activating as possible. Dark woods, black iron, blue walls, and gold accents. A few spots of green in the fake plants. Most importantly for me, though, is I have these two orangish lights that are more on the dim side. I turn off the main ceiling light and turn on the two smaller lights, creating a much calmer environment. The office is minimal clutter. Wires are mostly tucked away or clipped under the desks. The desk surface is made of these beautiful reclaimed woods from California wildfires. I sit on my favorite chair, which is placed in the corner and faces the large windows of the office. 
From here, I can see the entire room. It's a comforting space. A dim light within arm's reach to my left, the other dim light in the corner to my right. I sit in my chair and breathe. I bring my legs up and put them on the ottoman. From here, I do a bit of journaling, which would probably fall into the chapter six cognitive anchors. At first, I'm in silence, just taking it in. Then I put on chill hot music, which consistently helps me to ground myself. Music is discussed in chapter five. More breathing and more journaling were really helpful at this time. I'm working my way up the ladder and I use some time before the session to record something for IGTV and for the podcast. It's a 10 minute audio video journal thing. I thought others could benefit from it, but really it's primarily a way for me to process the events that just unfolded. The tone of the content is still fairly depleted. I'm eventually activated enough to feel my feelings and share them, but I don't post it, deciding to sit on it for now. I do my 9pm session, which goes well. The 10pm session of the night cancelled last minute, which gave me more of an opportunity to do some further anchoring. I felt like the audio video journal was the right move, and I wanted to share it with others, but this time was feeling more present, so I decided to redo it. Not out of anxiety or worry, but just felt more whole and complete wanted to come from that energy. It also felt like an opportunity to more clearly process what had happened that day and the week more generally. I find that writing or saying things out loud helps me to get to the next step versus the words just simply living in my head. By this time, I'm in a pretty well-anchored ventral state. I feel appreciation for things. I'm prioritizing my self-care and go to bed earlier than I typically would. I'm content with what I recorded on both a personal and content creation level. What went right was I knew what I needed for getting more anchored in the present moment. Now, it took me a week (laughs) to realize that I had lost it, but I got there eventually. And when I realized it and set the intention to self-regulate, I knew the pieces of what my nervous system responds to. I had things ready to go already, like my office that's a predictable cue of safety through and through. I had someone that could co-regulate. My coach is phenomenal. She was what I needed to be contained, but also brought up to ventral. I also had my wife checking in with me a few times that week, non-judgmentally, and noticing that I was irritable. It actually did help me to notice it myself a couple of times, but I just didn't act sooner on using my anchors to come more fully into my body and into the present moment. I got caught in my sympathetic activity, which easily gets disguised as productivity. I started off in a very ventral place that week, but didn't notice as the bagel break loosened and left me with a tad too much sympathetic. It wasn't entirely out of control. I still got enough sleep throughout the week. I still functioned as a husband, a father, and an employee. I still provided therapy at night that I was proud of and benefited my clients, but was I at optimal levels for each of these? No, no, I wasn't. I didn't have any consistent daily practice during this week. Typically, each day I do what I need to in order to stay in the present moment. Playing with my kids, brief meditations or journaling, chatting with my wife, being creative or slow exhales, but those simple practices more or less just stopped or were in decline, or I didn't do so with mindful, conscious participation. On top of this, my coach and I had been working on some really challenging stuff the session before that. Beneficial, but very new and very challenging. She and I had been getting me out of my comfort zone and into some new territory that I didn't really have a map for nor the window of tolerance for. Combining that with a loss of dedicated practice makes for a sympathetic combination. 
I quickly reverted to my own behavioral adaptation, which is hyper-focusing on creation from defensive energy. Plus, on top of all this, I had been creating at the beginning of the week from a very ventral state, and the week before that too. These marked major milestones for me as it was evidence of more safety being present when it comes to all these new challenges of being an entrepreneur. But there was a rubber band effect on my nervous system. As high as I was on the ventral energy, it snapped right back to my defensive energy. And then I stayed in my behavioral adaptation, unconscious of the response that I was stuck in. I hope this uh, little story illustrates for you what it might look like to use the information in my Building Safety Anchors course. I think every piece of the course is important. Um, discovering what works for you, I think, is very important. Making a dedicated practice, very important. Being curious and assessing what works and what doesn't. If you want to find out more about the course, please contact me, email me, justinlmft at gmail.com, or find the course on justinlmft.com. But the course gives you the guided practice. It gives you the daily practice for 30 days. And that's what I needed during those, well, during that week was I needed that guided practice. I needed that dedicated, predictable practice, and I had lost it for that week. So the Building Safety Anchors course gives you 30 days of dedicated practice, something you can build on for the future. And it helps you figure out what works for you. And I knew what worked for me. That was one of the things that went well was when, once I got to that place where I was ready to set the intention and then self-regulate, I knew what worked for me. I knew where to go. I knew the space to be in. I knew who to talk to. I knew what sense worked for me. I knew the being in the shower was a, was a, a really good way for me to feel that warmth and come back to the present moment. So the Building Safety Anchors course will help you build your own safety anchors and to help you identify what works for you specifically. Thank you so much for listening to this. Feel free to email me if you have any more questions. Uh, otherwise, head to justinlmft.com to find out more. Bye.